Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. John, welcome. We have power. We do. Um, and we have internet, even though we didn't for several days. Uh, it was like living in 1994. It was... Except you still had cell phones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But just... That could access the internet. No, but see, that's the thing they couldn't, because, like, cell service was terrible, too, because the, the, the Isaiah knocked out cell towers and whatnot. Did you see a, war, uh, a tornado actually did touch down? I did hear that. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we got ravaged by Tropical Storm Isaiah, Hurricane Isaiah, Tropical Storm. I think it was a tropical storm. Downgraded by the time it hit us, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, we, we lost power for, like, a minute, so we were kind of lucky in that regard. Uh, it did break a light switch somehow. I don't know how that happened. Uh, but we did. But then we lost the internet, like, hours later, kind of after the storm had finished. Yeah, I was, like, mid-talking to my sister. On, yeah, you had just watched a Skype, movie. And we had just finished the movie. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, and their internet's kind of spotty because they're in New Hampshire. So I was like, maybe it's them. And then I, like, walked downstairs and like, nope, we don't have internet at all. Yeah, that was very strange. So we lost internet, I think, Tuesday night. And got it back Saturday evening, afternoon-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that sucked. So every Because we both work from home. Like, I work from home normally, but you work from home because of the pandemic. And everyone works from home because of the pandemic for yeah. the most part. And uh, it's really hard to work from home when you don't have internet. Yeah, so I had to, I had to go in. But it was, like, funny because we, we have people who do work in, like, who need to physically be in the building. Mm-hmm. Um and they were happy to see people, and we were happy to see people because we don't see people normally <laughs> anyway. So, like, one of my other coworkers was like, it's been, like, four months since I've conversed with another human being. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, that was bad. But obviously, some people have it worse. Like, there's some people who still don't have power uh, or internet. Yeah. Uh, so that, that really sucks. So hopefully, if you are in the path of the storm, everything's okay. Your uh, Your house is still standing, and you're power is on and your internet is on and you're returning back to normal is whatever normal can be considered for 2020 (laughs) but it was tough it definitely had an impact on basically everything we would have wanted to do this week yeah so uh that sucked but we were pretty fortunate though there was a tree down the street from our house that just got ripped completely out of the ground like it didn't fall from like the midway point which is what i thought when i first saw it in the road on the Tuesday. And then I ended up driving by finally yesterday and was like, holy shit. Yeah, it, like whole the tree. And everything. Yeah. The lawn, everything, just the whole dang tree just came up from the ground, yep. fell right over onto some, onto some wires. It was a super windy day. I did read an entire book in a day though. Oh, well, that's good. Well, what else, what else were you going to do? Uh, yeah. It was the, it was the day that we were hoping that it was going to come back on. What was oh, it? you mean Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? Well, like Wednesday, Which one of those days we was didn't it? really know what was going on. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, well, I'll just start reading this book. And then I read it all in one day and it was convenient because the book also just takes place in a day. So it was like, I was reading the book in real time. It was yeah. nice. It's like 24, the book. <laughs> Except not 24 hours. 24 the book. It took me about nine. Nine the book. Yes. About 24. No. The show. Survivor Song. In a book. By Paul Tremblay. Hmm. It was good. You enjoyed it? Uh, yeah. I, I like him as an author, so like I kind of knew it was going to be good. Um, hmm. But I, it was, it was again, it was nice to watch or, or read mm-hmm. in the, the constraints of the book in real time. Yeah. Does the book take place over how like how much time does the book take place in? Is it nine hours and you finished it? It's like 
maybe 12. Oh, okay. Wow. So you finished it faster. You got you knew before the characters knew what was going to happen because they were still three hours behind. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's Good. How, that's how time works. Yeah. I mean, if it's if the book takes place over twelve hours and you read it in nine, then you were ahead of the characters. Mm-hmm. So good, good thing. You should tell them. You should warn them to solve the mystery or get the bad guy killed to stop the terrorist. Kill, no, it's actually kind of cure cancer. A very like weird book because he had written it before COVID, but like it's about a rabies virus that like takes over a city. Wow. So what did he know? Yeah, and that's kind yes. of what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People turn into like, um, like twenty. What is it? Um, forty days, not forty days later. The or twenty, the fucking movie with number in it. In There's British, a lot. Twenty eight days. Twenty eight days later. Twenty eight days later. Yes, that one. Not no, twenty eight days. Twenty eight days. The Sandra Bullock movie, or where she goes to is. rehab or something. Yeah, no. Yeah. Twenty eight days later. It's like that, where like they're not zombies; they're like rage victims. So like oh. they get like rabies and they just go crazy and start murdering. Go people. rabid. Yeah. Um. But it's about like a pregnant woman who gets bitten and then like it's her like quest to go and try and get to a hospital to have a c-section so that her baby doesn't get mm. it before she turns crazy mm-hmm. um but yeah it was good and she only has 12 hours to do it well who knows how many hours she had john rescued her in nine <laughs> <laughs> no she you saved the day yes you got her to the c-section yes. hopefully a, yes. in nine hours and she only had 12 i don't know i don't want to spoil a book again like <laughs> Yeah, other people could be without power and want to read that book, John. Exactly. Don't, don't spoil it. I highly re- recommend the book. It's a good book. What was it again? Survivor Song. Survivor Song. Uh, well, when typically when you're not reading books, you're playing video games. <laughs> did you get to play anything this week? Um, I did cram um, a decent amount of gaming in last night and a little bit today. Mm. Um, the new season of Call of Duty started on Tuesday. Um, oh, it did? Yeah, which Didn't is see that. extremely frustrating because I couldn't get in the ground level with everyone else. Um, they did add a bunch of stuff and change a bunch of stuff as they always do. <laughs> One of the things they added was um, songs for your vehicle, so you can like have the, you can radio, have the radio going. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've ever gotten a Juggernaut before, but when you get a Juggernaut, like like metal is blaring in your ears the mm-hmm. whole time, you can turn it on or off. But it's like that, so now you can get in a car and turn on your metal if you so really do- want to alert everyone to your surroundings. So you do hear everybody else. What do you mean? Like, if someone else has that and they're driving around the map, you can hear it? Yeah, I mean, you'd have to be close. Like, you'd hear the car driving more than you'd hear the music. Oh, okay. Um, I wasn't sure how loud it was. No, it's not that loud. Like, even the Juggernaut music, like, you can you can kind of hear it, but, like, you can also hear him go, like, you know, you can yeah. hear him stomping around. Um, but it's, it's just another thing they can nickel and dime you for, which is... It's becoming now more hu- more and more humorous. Last season was horns, so mm-hmm. you could have like El Cucaracha as your horn. La Cucaracha. Mm, yep, mm-hmm. Spanish. Um, now it's uh, random metal music. Huh, there you um, go. They also, any, think, is any of it licensed, or is it just like generic? Rah, 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 no, it's rah. like ch- chucky metal music that they wrote for the... Um, like it's a, One of the songs is the same song that the Dragonaut has. Gotcha. Um, but it's just like songs that are made for this. That, gotcha. And it's not like instrumental, so it's not like there's any vocals or anything. So do we think then that licensed music will be coming via loot crates or purchasables? I doubt licensed music, but probably more of their own thing. Hmm. Um, but, I mean, I kind of like that kind of music. Like the, It's like the Doom soundtrack, which is good. Yeah. Uh, um, not, I'm not paying money for that though. <laughs> you get three of them with the battle pass, so you can enjoy your chuggy music if you really want to while you you're go. driving around and trying to listen to everything else. Um, 
So I played a little bit of that. Um, there's a new character who looks like um, uh, Tech Nine, the the rapper. Okay. I don't know if you know who Tech Nine is. He's like a older kind of guy, but he's got like a big uh, beard. Hmm. Um, but like only in, he's bald, so it's like only the bottom half of his face. Um, he looks exactly like Tech Nine. So if you want to play as Tech Nine uh, in Call of Duty, he is available with the battle pass as well. I don't remember what his name, his name is in this. Um, but they opened up the top of, um, stadium. Yeah. I guess you can get in with those access cards now or Um, something I saw. There's like, there's some way to get in there. Well, it's just, it's exploded. Like it's open. Oh, I thought just the top was open. Yeah. The top is open. But I heard there's a way to like get in it like from the ground. Oh, I don't know that, that much. Um, they've also added in like zip lines to get on the top of buildings and stuff, which is nice. Oh, that's cool. Certain buildings you can't access unless you go up the stairs, which is really frustrating. Well, and then there are certain ones that you can't get to unless you jump down on them from a higher building. Yeah, um, but it's only certain buildings anyway. Pisses me off. Like air uh, air traffic control, you can only get up unless you parachute or there's one ladder yeah. the whole way up. Um, so I guess that's neat. I didn't play much Warzone. I played like one round and then um, a couple rounds of multiplayer. There's two or three new maps. Um, one of them is a remake of Oil Rig, which was a Modern Warfare 2 map, I think. Um, and then I can't remember what the other one was called. And then one's a small 3v3 um, gunfight map that's just in the farmhouse area. So it's the same farmhouse part of the bigger farmhouse map, just in gunfight mode. Um, it's okay. I'm not super like into Call of Duty for some reason. Like I wasn't like super gung ho into getting into it, and I think they took rank progressions out so that like now further my I don't care. Um, there's now officer progressions, which are like challenges to do, but they're like the most ridiculous things, like getting 50 kills in a match. I'm like, oh, I, okay, I don't know if I can do that, or getting 10 headshots without dying. Damn. Yeah. Um. So. I don't know. I'll, I'll play and see if I can get anywhere close to those. Yeah. But who knows? Um, and then I played more Tsushima. I got to the like third section of it, and there's like one mission which I didn't know was part of a mission. It just started happening when I was walking around, where like it's all snow, and you're like Jin's like, "Oh, I'm cold. I need to get to a fire," and then I just died. I was like, "The fuck is going on?" And then it just kept happening over and over again. I was like. Can I not ride out in the wilderness? Like, am I just boned? You're too cold. You gotta craft a pelt or something. Well, and then there was like a changing gear. There's one that has like fur on it. And I was like, maybe if I wear this, that's okay. Um, and I like texted Tyler about it. And he was like, oh, like you accidentally activated a mission that like you have to go from fire. Like there's like fire places mm-hmm. um, in the wilderness. Like you have to go from fireplace to fireplace without freezing. And then like you get something at the end. And then after that, you can do whatever the hell you want. Oh, cool. But it was extremely frustrating. Cause like I had activated, it didn't know. You didn't know. And then I was just like, I couldn't drive. I couldn't ride anywhere. Like I couldn't go anywhere. I just froze to death over and over again. I was like, this is annoying. Yeah. I'm wondering there, I feel like there'd be a way to alert you to it, whether it's a conversation or, Something other than just him going, I'm cold, I need a fire. Yeah. Well, like, I talked to, like, one of the dudes who, like, has the the lore or whatever. He plays the Biwa, the, like, guitar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a fire in front of him. And he said, like, I'm, I'm cold. And it was like, you're about to activate a mission. Do you want to do it? And I was like, no, I'm, like, mid-doing something. And then 
that must have activated the weather portion of it because that's when I started freezing over and over again. Gotcha. I was like, I didn't, I'm not actively actively doing this mission. Like, please <laughs> stop killing me due to the weather. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, fuck it. I was in the middle of something. I'm just going to do this so I can get out of the way so I can stop dying. Yeah. Um, and it was a little frustrating to do the, the, the mission itself, but once it was over, it's fine. Um, but I'm like almost done with it. I'm about 50% cleared of the top island. Um, and like, I can tell it's like ramping up towards the finish. So I'll probably finish it this upcoming week, if not tomorrow. Nice. Um, and then I played a little bit of, um, Fall Guys, which was the PS plus game yeah. this month. Yeah. I, um, I downloaded it on Tuesday and I tried a little bit to get into a game and it just kept saying nothing, nothing, nothing. And then we lost internet. So I ended up playing one yesterday. It, yeah. was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. What I was having the same internet issue, or not the not internet issues. Obviously, we were having the same internet issues. I was yeah, having the same we have the same internet issues because I downloaded it like Tuesday morning, and I was like, "I'll play it during my lunch break." Yeah, and then like I would sometimes get in a match, and then sometimes halfway through a match, I would get kicked out, and then sometimes I would finish a match, and then it would kick me out, and I wouldn't even get any experience for it. Hmm. I was like, "Oh, this is lame." Um, but I mean, everyone was having the same issues. Yeah, I mean, it's just the, it was the day, day the game came out. Yeah. Um, but it's incredibly frustrating. <laughs> I, uh, I quite enjoyed the one round of it. Like, yeah, there was some points where I'm like, oh, I definitely should have made that jump or I definitely didn't get hit by that thing. But I don't know. I, I chalked it up to just inexperience. So I'll, uh, I'm def- I def- definitely down to play it more though. That was cool. I think it's something that like I'd enjoy more if I was playing with people I knew, um, like in a party or, or even against each other. Cause at mm-hmm. least like we could have like, the communal joking about it, but like it just felt incredibly frustrating getting knocked down and like I can't get up because other people are jumping on top of me and then I'm knocked down and then I'm pushed off the map and then I'm trying to respawn. It was just like it just got really annoying. Um, and then there's like uh, there's team based map missions mm-hmm. where like one of them is like you have to um, steal other people's tails. Um, where like if you just chase somebody around in a circle, you can just steal their tail over and over again. Um, or like there's one where you have to take eggs out of like there's three teams and you have to take eggs out of the other per- people's like bank or whatever and mm-hmm. put them in your own but you can't carry an egg and jump at the same time so once they're in the bank you just kind of have to take them and throw them but like there is no indication of where you're throwing them it just like randomly yeah it just randomly pops it up in the air but you know like you could be doing all the work and you're team could be goofing off and doing nothing and you're kicked out because of that mm. um so it's like pretty much just like mario party without the board game aspect of it mm. so mario party current yeah. mario party where they i thought the new one had a board game added to it yeah but there was one i think it was one board and or three boards and then that was it and they never updated it ever again <laughs> yeah so like current mario party yeah but more frustrating and with Anywhere from 60 to 7 people. Like, I ended up getting to the very last. Like, there's four rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, the last round is, like, you have to rush to the top and whoever grabs the crown is the winner. Um, so I ended up getting to that and I came in, like, fourth or something like that out of the seven. But, like, even the last one, I was just, like, getting incredibly frustrated to the point where I was just like, I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to end up hitting something or, like, you know, cranking a controller or whatever in frustration because just the game doesn't seem to work well. And granted, it's a game that's not fully, you know, it's out now, but it has, doesn't have a huge development in it. 
So, like, sometimes the gravity just seems weird and, like, I don't know. It's it's frustrating. Hmm. But I'm, I'm sure you'll <laughs> either like it or understand my frustrations the more you play it. Yeah, I, um, I didn't seem super frustrated when I was playing it. But, again, I only played, like, the one round and I was just like, okay, I'm figuring out the buttons. I'm figuring out jumping. I'm figuring out, like, jumping and diving. I'm figuring out, like, the you know, the gravity and the mechanics of it. Um, but I'm definitely down to play more of it. I was only able to play it yesterday for like a brief minute when yeah. we got internet back. Um, just cause I had other stuff going on, but I'm definitely down to, you know, continue trying it. But you're more of a platformer guy than I am too. And a lot of this is their platform games. Yeah. So like getting knocked down and having to repeat the same thing over and over again is not my like cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Like if there's a like, yeah, I got to the end, but like, when you get knocked out, you're just like, oh, I just fell down this hole repeatedly until people jumped on top of me, and now I have to start over. And, like, I hope this is another thing that's changed, but, like, it takes a while to get into another game. Because you have to, like, wait for the um, post-game. Like, you're all on a wall, and it, like, pushes the people off who got knocked out. Mm. And then, like, you have to go back to the, the screen where it shows you what experience you got, and then it'll tell you if unlocked anything, and then you have to go back to the main menu. There's not even a lobby or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then from the main menu, you got to go and start, and then, it'll, like, choose your character, and then, then it does the loading again. So I, you probably spend as much time waiting to play a game than you actually do play the game, mm. which is pretty frustrating given if you get knocked out in the first round, you're like, oh, I just wasted four minutes waiting and, and a minute playing. Mm. Yeah, I know it didn't take me that long, but again, I only played the one, so I don't yeah. have a, a frame of reference to what it's like to then go back in and try to play again. Because mm-hmm. as soon as I was done, I was like, okay, well, now I have I got to do right. other things. I just wanted to try it because I'm here. So you played that, and then anything else? Uh, well, I had grand plans to play all kinds of things this week. And of course. Then, uh, internet totally <laughs> got me out of it. So I had planned to play a bunch of Fall Guys and only got to play the one. Um, I was added into the xbox x cloud game preview uh on monday i think and so i like had grand plans to be playing you know that on my phone uh, i did boot up halo combat evolved i mentioned that on twitter nice. so the first time i've ever played the story of halo i didn't get very far into it because again no internet and you kind of need that because i wasn't going to use my data to, God, no. to do that because that just would have killed my data and the you know reception was spotty here um, so I didn't really get to play any of that. I do have a, it worked with, um, my Stadia controller had to be plugged in. Um, so I played it a little bit with that, but ultimately I want to play it with an Xbox controller. So I have one of those coming tomorrow, uh, because for some reason, Xbox one controllers are sold out literally everywhere, uh, new and used. Like I had to order it from like GameStop online to have it shipped because no store in a hundred miles has a new or used Xbox controller. That's weird. I mean, maybe they stopped making controllers when they said they were stopped making systems. But that was last week. Like, you'd think there would be a stock of controllers. Like, I know that the next-gen system is coming out, so they're not, you know, putting as much effort into putting those controllers out there. But you'd still think that there would be, like, stock. Like, I still see stock of PlayStation controllers. So it's weird that there's just no, there was no Xbox controllers anywhere. Yeah. Like nothing new, nothing used. Everything was, I had to order it online and have it shipped. Um, so that'll come. I bought a clip for the Xbox controller so I can just clip it on so I don't have to use my neck thing. Mm-hmm. Just easier for transporting to and from places. Uh, so I'm excited to do more of that next week, even though I had plans to do that this week. Um, I didn't play any of Ghost of Tsushima just because I wasn't here 
because like I was staying at my girlfriend's place because she had internet. Yeah. So I had to work from there. And so I was just like, I'm not going to bring the PlayStation. Like I'm not, I don't care. I'm just going to be here and have internet and be content with that for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so I didn't play any of Tsushima this week. And then I had, I decided I was going to pre-order Avengers to go play Avengers all weekend. And then couldn't do that because, again, no internet. Um, though we did finally get internet back yesterday. And so today I played a little bit of Avengers, not a ton, because um, I'm doing some home improvement stuff around the house. So just like had a full weekend. But I did get to play through the opening uh, bridge sequence that was in the original trailer and has been in kind of all of the marketing and things for it. Uh, and it was cool. I mean, it's pretty button mashy Arkham style kind of thing. Yeah. I didn't really get into the nitty gritty of like upgrading or doing anything with the the stuff that you get and the stuff that you unlock. Uh, I really just played that and then a little bit of the next piece of the beta, which is Hulk and Kamala doing some story stuff. So I did a little bit of that and then we had to basically start recording. So we weren't recording until 10 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. um, but I like it so far. I mean, it's pretty standard fare. It doesn't reinvent the wheel in any way, but it seems like it'll be a fun game to play. I don't know how much of it will be because the bridge sequence is very much like um, almost like a guided cutscene, so to speak, because you're just bouncing between the different characters with cutscenes interspersed throughout it. And there's a lot. It's a tutorial mission, essentially. Right. So, like, I don't know how much of the, the rest of the game will be these interactive cutscenes or these, you know, through line story things versus the Kamala Bruce stuff where it was walk to an area fight a bunch of enemies in that area, walk to an area, fight a bunch of enemies in that area. So, like, I don't know what the breakdown will be of the game, if it'll be mostly walk to area, fight enemies, walk to area, fight enemies, or there'll be a lot of these, you know, switching between characters from a story perspective. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what the real game has for that. I didn't get to do any of the harm challenges uh, or anything like that, so we'll probably have to wait until next week to kind of talk about that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm like, as soon as we're done doing this, I'm going to go back and play more mm -hmm. of it. So I'm excited to do that. Uh, and it seems like it'll be fun. I don't, you know, I don't know if anybody else will get it. Cause I, I know that you said that you're not super into it, um, which is fair, but I, so like, I don't know how much I'll love the final release given, you know, it seems like it'll be more fun if you're playing with, you know, people that you know to do the multiplayer stuff, right. uh, which I, again, haven't gotten to yet. Um, but the single player stuff looks like it'll at least be fun. Like, I'm intrigued by the story. And uh, when playing the game, I wasn't really bothered by the different look of the characters. Um, and I saw a lot of hate still this week for people being like, it looks too much like the MCU or not enough like the MCU. And I'm like, I don't see that at all. And I really don't care. Other than Thor's, like, weird chest plates, like... I think everyone else is fine. And, like, Cap dies in the beginning anyway, so I don't care what he looks like. Yeah, I mean, he'll be playable, obviously, in the game. There's no way they'd create that and create his own moveset and mechanics just to have him playable for that one mission. So I'm sure that he'll be playable afterwards. There's going to be something where he comes back or they found something or some piece of tech that was available or he was a scroll or there'll be something. Right. He'll be back in some form or fashion. Um, that I have no doubt of. But, yeah, like, I don't... Their faces don't bother me. I don't think they look anything like MCU characters. I don't like. I don't get the comparison, and I honestly don't care. Like, I the the reason that people think that these characters look so much like the MCU characters is because MCU characters did such a good job of representing what the comic characters look like. Right. So 
they really just look like the comic character. Like they're their own versions of these iconic comic book characters and the MCU just nailed casting and costumes. So that's why you think that, because that's what the characters look like. Like it's not an, it's not like the MCU is this drastic departure from what the characters look like. And everyone just knows that version now. Like that's just what they look like in the comics. Well, and also like there's, you know, eight Avengers movies or whatever, like how many total MCU movies are there? 23 yeah so like we're now ingrained in like those uh, for the most people who don't read comics or anything like that like that's their character yeah no like i get that part of it but i i don't get why you would be mad that the characters either do or don't look like those characters people are gonna complain i know uh and maybe it's just different because like you know i consume all like i watch the movies and i watch the tv shows and i read the comics and i have i play all the games and stuff so maybe it's just there's more reference points, but it doesn't, it honestly doesn't bother me. The only thing I don't like necessarily is the costumes, but I know I'll be able to change those and update those and I'll be totally fine with it. Yeah. I don't care the way the characters look. The costumes I think are dumb or the Thor's costume and Cap's costume look pretty lame. Um, everyone else is okay. Um, yeah. Taskmaster kind of looks like Casey Jones. <laughs> yeah. His, his like, well, I mean, he kind of does anyway. He's just basically, he's got the hockey mask with the cape. So it's he doesn't seem like he has enough costume and the mask seems a little too flimsy but other than that i think it's totally fine yeah but otherwise like i don't i mean it's a separate thing so i don't care that it doesn't look like the mcu or but some people think it looks too much like or looks different or yeah like it it's its own thing yeah it's fine yeah there are costumes that look goofy but at the same time you don't necessarily see yourself from the front a lot and no. they keep emphasizing that like you're going to be able to customize and have your own costumes like joe fix it and all that so yeah so i'm, I'm totally fine with it mm-hmm. but so yeah i'm i'm excited it should be uh should be a good full game like i'm gonna obviously continue playing it now i'll probably play it some more next weekend um because more people have access to it so yeah. like i you said you would probably try it so maybe we can do the multiplayer stuff next weekend because mm-hmm. next weekend is the open beta for playstation and the pre-order beta for pc and xbox um, so more people get a chance to play. It'll see what, you know, what does online look like? Is it glitchy? Is it slow? Um, so we'll get a chance to, to feel that out a little bit more next week. Yeah. And so we'll, we'll have more to talk about on that at that time. But that was really all I played this week. Cause again, no internet, no internet. And most of the things that I like to play require internet, like call of duty and trying fall guys. Well, and I played some and game preview when I was playing Tsushima, I was getting trophies and it was even giving me issues because it couldn't connect to the trophy list on online yeah it'll give you like the game knows what trophies you get it just won't be able to sync with your account to be able to like necessarily know that you get the platinum or anything like that um but it know like trophies will still pop up even when you're online because the game knows what those are yeah it just said like have an error connecting to trophy list and it was like view trophy list on system yeah. so my guess is maybe trophy lists can change uh, well, I mean, they can. They can have DLC trophies and, like, you know, updated stuff for trophies. But the base trophy list will be available right there to view in the game. So yeah. you can still view that even without connectivity to the interwebs. Uh, but that'll do it for what we've been playing. So we'll jump into the lightning round. Not lightning round. And we'll start things off uh, with Sony's state of play from this week. 
uh, which I had been looking forward to on Thursday, but couldn't watch until this afternoon uh, because they said it was going to focus just on uh, PS4 games, PSVR games uh, with no big PS5 announcements. That was how they kind of set the stage for it, I think, on Monday or Tuesday when they announced it, that it was coming. But uh, so we got I got to watch that today. So that, there was some cool stuff in there. So we'll go through that. Okay, so they kicked things off with an in-depth look at Crash Bandicoot 4. Uh, so this is a game we saw uh, teased for a while, you know, a few weeks ago, and then fully announced um, as coming out. It's a direct sequel to Crash 3, so the first new Crash direct sequel in like 20 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they announced a whole bunch of new things, including playable characters, so you can play the whole game as, what, what's her face? Is it Coco? Is that who it is? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not a big Crash Coco Bandicoot person. Yeah, uh, Coco will be playable in throughout the whole game. They did say that any parts that are you can play as Crash, you can choose to play as Coco. So they're making her uh, a big character and a more prominent part of the story. Uh, they also confirmed that there'll be levels where you play as other characters. So you'll play some levels as Neo Cortex um, and some levels as Dingo Dial. Uh, who's a playable character for the first time. Uh, they confirmed that he's given up his life of villainy and now owns a diner uh, in the universe. Dingo so, Dial Diner. So the Dingo Dial Diner. Um, though they did show off in the trailer that the reason that you start playing as Dingo Dial is because the diner gets destroyed. So poor Dingo Dial. Aww. Yeah, he tries to get out of a life of crime and go to a legitimate businessman. But even that doesn't work for him. So he must go out on an adventure as part of Crash 4. It's about time. Uh, they also showed off some new modes, something they're calling inverted mode, which they said is their take on like a mirror mode. So once you beat the game, you can play all of the game levels in these inverted mode, uh, where each one kind of has their own like unique play style uh, that kind of changes up how you go through and gives like new and unique challenges. So this is something that'll be good for like end game, you know, continued replay value. Yeah. Uh, one of the things they showed off was like the world's in black and white, and you got to jump and splash color around everywhere to kind of see where you're going, which will, which looked pretty cool. They also just had some different, you know, unique looks to the levels which i thought looked kind of fun i don't know that i'll necessarily get this game this seems like a bargain buy at some point when it's on sale yeah um just because i was never a big crash person per se uh in terms of the you know the platforming ones like i have the insane trilogy and i never went through and beat all those so i'll have to do that before i buy four just to you know know where the story is to understand it the thrilling narrative yeah exactly you really got to know what's going on in order to to follow it uh, so that was the first thing that kicked off the state of play. Uh, next up, they showed something new for PSVR, which is a game we already knew was coming. We just didn't know it had a PlayStation VR compatible mode. And that's Hitman 3. Uh, they also confirmed that the whole Hitman trilogy, so 1, 2, and 3, will all be playable in PSVR, which is pretty cool. I don't know. Necess- they didn't show a lot of this. They just basically showed like Hitman walking into a party and then switching to first person and then being like PSVR mode included. And then he walks up behind a guy and chokes him with piano wire. So I don't know. Part of me feels like I'd want to be able to control with like move controllers, choking a guy with piano wire. Cause I feel like that'd be cool and fun to do like something different, but it seems like it'll be controller based, which I don't know is as fun as I would want it to be. Do you remember when Van Hunt two came out for the Wii? And people freaked out and said it was like a murder simulator because you're doing the hand movements while the, the murdering. Yeah. Yeah. But no. we're in a different time now. 
We're, uh, we've we've lived through the Manhunt two days, so everyone's cool. Yeah, Jack Thompson's barred from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can't. He's barred from and... the bar. He's not. He's not able to practice law anymore. We shut him up. So uh, I don't know, but it seems like a way more fun way to play in VR than using the controller. Like it'd be really cool if I could go through with move controllers and like choke people out or punch people or do whatever, and then switch to like the aim controller to use a gun for like if I wanted to shoot someone to take out like a sniper or something like it'd be cool if you, there was multiple ways to play it. Cause I feel like if I'm going to be hitman and shooting people, like I'm going to want to use the aim controller or the move controller in like a gun holster or something. But this seems like it's going to be controller based, which kind of takes the wind out of the VR sales a little bit. I'm just curious. Cause like I've played all the hitman games before and like they're obviously third person games, but like you'd need, the third person camera for a lot of the aspects. Like you're not going to know somebody's on the other side of the wall in first person because you're seeing first person. Yeah. So like, I wonder if these missions are going to be like strictly just like their own thing, kind of like uh, super hot VR was its own thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a different app or anything like that, but just the fact that like the VR missions are going to be standalone VR missions. They're not going to be um, like, you're not going to be able to play the whole game through as a VR game. Um, just because like seeing around walls is a big thing. And also like being able to see over cover and like hide yourself, like Hitman's punishingly hard. And for you to play it in first person would not be a fun experience. I don't think if it wasn't like things that were strictly made for that, you know, like if missions were strictly made for the fact that, you know, that like, I can't see next to me or something like that, where like, I don't know. It, it's, it would have to be its own experience for that to work, in my opinion. Um, and I think that they said the same thing, that like not the whole campaign for Hitman 1 and 2, but certain missions are going to be available. In VR. Yeah, it's the uh, World of Assassin. Uh, it does say that VR support for every location from all three games will be coming to the series. Yeah, so location. So I wonder if there are new missions just in that same map. Yeah, they did say that Hitman 3 will be playable start to finish in VR. Um, so obviously no one knows what that's going to be like yet, because that game doesn't come out until January. Um, but I don't know, I'm intrigued by it. It definitely makes me the most excited for a Hitman game, because it's VR. Because I haven't played any of the other ones. Like I like the idea of them, but just never got them. Yeah. Um, but VR might be the thing that gets me to play them. It reminds it me cool. of that, uh, <laughs> that video of like, this guy taping his girlfriend who was using VR for the first time and she's just holding a corpse and punching it repeatedly. Uh, and like, he just turns around the corner and she's in the living room just going, take it, take it, take it. He's like, oh, guess you learn the type of person people are when you put a VR helmet on them. Yeah. I mean, that, but that's the whole point. Like you want to put a VR helmet on and become someone that you're not. That's immersive. You know, like I don't want to put it on and, like, it's why I never got, uh, what was it, like, Office Simulator or Vacation Simulator. Like, I don't want to put it on and pretend I'm a robot doing Office stuff. Like, yeah. I know those games are fun uh, and they're well-reviewed and they're, like, a good use of VR. But it just wasn't a thing where I'm like, I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to make coffee jokingly in a game. Like, I want to assassinate someone. I want to go on a killing spree. Like, I want to be a bank robber. I don't want to, I don't want to be an Office employee. Yeah. So, like, I think it would be cool to go with the move controllers and do a lot of these things physically, but I don't. This seems like this will be controller-based because it does look like you'll have to control the movement. So, it's not like an on-rails experience and there's no... Because they don't have a 
navigation controller or you know whatever the PS. Oh, because there's like no there's no joysticks. Yeah. yeah, there's no joysticks or D pads on the on the move controllers. So if this was something where this was coming to the PSVR two, or if you know PlayStation ever comes out with new hand controller grips or something, yeah, um, then I could see it be more fun. But without without that, there's it's not really a fully fledged experience that I'm kind of looking for. It it'll probably still be fun. I'll probably still try it, but I don't think it's everything that I could have hoped it to be. So uh, they showed that off next. After that, we got Braid Anniversary Edition. Um, So they went through and kind of showed off the differences between uh, the original Braid, which came out in 2008, versus the Anniversary Edition, which will be coming out in early 2021 on uh, PS4 and PS5. Uh, They said that there's, I think, nine pixels for every pixel in the original game. Um, So there's more detail in in the world, in the character models. Um, they did say that there's, you know, they've changed up some of the mechanics a little bit, changed up some of the, um, like the interactive, like paint, like the painting parts are different. So it looks more painting like, uh, they also added developer commentary that you can turn on for different things. So, uh, in the video, they said, if you ever want to learn how a video game is made, then like this will kind of give you, this will be a really good resource for you. If you want to hear like all the in-depth making of stuff. Um, if you well, want to listen to Jonathan Blow be a dick to you about how his game is a masterpiece. and <laughs> Maybe. I don't know anything about this guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, when this game came out, he was like mad it was popular because he was like, oh, the masses aren't going to understand it. Oh. Hmm. And like uh, he was in the, that documentary, like the indie game documentary that like Super Meat Boy was in and stuff like that. He's mm-hmm. like known for being a, a D-bag. Um, so <laughs> I wonder what the commentary is going to be like. If it even isn't, it is him. Like, I wonder if this is something that they took out of his hands and they're like, yeah, we're going to put this out anyway. Because when you told me about this, it just striked me as something that, like, he wouldn't want to to do. Yeah, it might, I mean, it might just be, uh, let's see if I can find some more detail on it. It might just be something that the, you know, the company is doing that he's not involved in. Um, yeah, nine pixels for every pixel. Yeah, that's all it really says. It was just yeah, the information during the like state of play. Entirely created by him and then published by someone else. Or like, you know, he got a publisher or something like that. Yeah. Um, so then we got Spelunky 2 getting a release date. Uh, it'll be coming to PS4 on September the 15th. Uh, they went through in the video and kind of talked about the community aspect that they want to build and how the developers get really excited about all the stories people have told about the multiplayer experiences they had or finding different things in the game and little secrets and things that they didn't anticipate or different ways to play. So um, they kind of went through this. will have online multiplayer, which will be cool. They did say that when you're going through and you find other characters like in the game, you kind of create this like, community sense of like other characters in the world. Um, but I mean, other than that, it just looks like a cool you know, platformer. Spelunky. Yeah. I never played the original, did you? No, but it's always, like, on those, like, lists of, like, games that everyone loves. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also seems like one of those things like Terraria, where it's, like, the game is more of what you make it. And I'm not very good at those, other than Minecraft. But, like, again, Minecraft is more of a community thing than it is anything else. Yeah, I don't think this is, uh, this is like that. Like, I don't think there's anything that you're, like, making. It's just... I thought it was, like, a randomly generated, like, you're just drilling down and then doing stuff yeah i think it's procedurally generated like platform game 
I don't I don't know much about it. I didn't play the first one. But it looked fun. Yeah. Like it looked like you're just going around and unlocking puzzles and you know finding keys and opening doors and getting stuff and freeing people and you can ride turkeys in this one and there's like a gun that makes dogs it looked like yeah i saw that um so i don't know there's some fun stuff but nothing uh to get me interested i don't think especially having not played the first one um something i'm very interested in uh which we got in this state of play was a release date for vader immortal on psvr which as soon as they said this is gonna have psvr stuff i was like well i better get a bunch more details on squadrons and i better get a release date for vader immortal sadly there was no more interest or information on squadrons i was hoping to maybe get confirmation of flight sticks or something because they said that we'd get that closer to launch and i think it launches beginning of october so we're we're getting close. We're mm-hmm. less than two months away now, uh, but we are getting. We did get a release date for Vader Immortal, which I'm super excited about, and it comes out on August the 25th. So just a couple of weeks now, uh, I think two weeks from you know the day after this comes out. Yeah. Um, so that'll be exciting. I'm very much looking forward to that. I will uh, be putting on the VR headset for that because I want to fight Darth Vader and I want to have lightsaber fights in VR. It's gonna be great. You're gonna be so f- that like get a. Um lightsaber mount for your move controller and you know you'd think that was a thing that existed and it doesn't really i looked a lot lot. (laughs) it's not a thing that exists like i was like someone must have 3d printed this and i can buy it on etsy or whatever if anybody out there knows of a move controller holder that looks like a lightsaber hilt send it my way because i want i want one real bad because that would be super fucking awesome you'd have to like glow the same color i think well, it would like. Are you talking about like the like the beam or just the hilt? No, like because the the ball is how it senses like where you are, right? Yeah. So like if you if it was inside of something, the beam itself would have to be that color, and I think that would fuck with like where it would knew where you were standing. No, I just want a hilt that that tops off at the bot like the bottom of oh, the, and ball. the ball. Oh, the ball still out. That's so not... the ball is still out there. Oh, gotcha. And I just want the you know, the thing to look like a, it doesn't even necessarily like it could just be a shell that still allows me to press the buttons or it could have the buttons like grafted on, gotcha. so to speak. So when I press them, they press the one on the controller. Yeah. I want that to be a thing. I feel like they made one for the Wii along for something. I maybe, I mean, they made one for that Epic Mickey game, a lightsaber. Well, it was like oh, a, the, it was it was the, the paintbrush, but, but that paint, was a special controller. It, it that wasn't like, like a lightsaber. <laughs> that wasn't a anything's uh, a lightsaber if you try hard enough. <laughs> not true, not true at all. Um, but I feel like there was one for maybe it was for like Force Unleashed on the Wii. I feel like there was a lightsaber attachment that slipped on the the Wiimote, but I don't think there was anything for um, the PS Move. But that makes sense because there wasn't any Move Star Wars games. Like this will technically be the first one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that would be super fucking awesome. Even though I can't see it because I'm in VR, do not care. Um, that would be sick, and I <laughs> you want could that. Feel it. Yeah, I'll know it's there. Like I'll be able to feel the ridges of the hilt, and I will know it's there, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, so I wish that was a thing. But I'm very excited to play Vader Immortal. Uh, I never borrowed Joe's Oculus Quest to be able to play it because it was exclusive to that until now. You didn't play it when we were all together. I I think I like turned it on and was like, no, I want to like I want to play this. I don't want to just like. Oh, you don't want to like trial it. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to like play half of it or you know play the first mission and then never remember to ask him to play the other two. So right. like I'm going in fresh. I don't know anything about it. I'm very excited for it. Should be a uh, should be a good time. Uh, we also got um, 
the details on the next expansion for Control, a game I still have not beaten. I would like to go back and play that at some point, uh, but I, there's just so much that I want to go back and play at this point uh, before PS5 comes out that I don't know that I'll get to. Uh, but that will be out on August the 27th. It's called AWE, A-W-E, all capitalized. I'm sure it stands for something. Probably has meaning in the game that I don't know because I didn't finish it. Um, <laughs> Is this the second or third? Second. This will be the second one. Um, so that'll be uh, apparently this also like proves that it's a it's set in the same universe as Alan Wake, which again I didn't play because I've never owned an Xbox. Oh, yeah, I forgot that was an Xbox exclusive. Um, but this is, like, I guess it's an all-interconnected universe. So uh, it says the new trailer featured a glimpse of Alan Wake, confirming AWE as Remedy-suspected control Alan Wake crossover. A-W- so there was... Alan Wake something? Experience? E- entertainment? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there was a guy in there that I just didn't know. Environment? I guess that's Alan. Alan Wake's a guy, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was, like, a town or a... Uh, ex- you Could know, be anything. Experience. Right. Um, it is an experience. A-W-E. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, he is in that. So it is an interconnected universe. Um, so maybe the Remedyverse. Yeah. So that'll be cool for people who have played both of those games. I am not one of those person as I've only played one half of those two games. <laughs> so uh, well, there's technically two Alan Wake games, but yeah. So but okay. So then I've played. One, one half, one half of, of one, one third <laughs> yeah, of those games. So uh, after that, this is this is where it starts to get a little out of order, um, just the article that I'm looking at. So next we'll talk about uh, Temtem, which is a Pokemon-esque MMO that has been out on Steam Early Access for a few months now, but it is con- confirmed as coming to PlayStation 5. Um, so they they said, as we look forward and as we expand our plans for the future of Temtem, we had experience to embrace next gen. Uh, Sony has been very receptive and helpful with us in this decision. So the PS5 is the perfect fit to start our journey. Um, so I don't really know much about this game other than it's Pokemon ask and it's an MMO. Um, I watched, uh, some stuff on it when it was originally coming out. Um, cause I think I was like contemplating getting it on steam. Mm -hmm. Um, because uh, I love Pokemon. Oh, it was before um, uh, Sword and Shield came out. I was like, in it, it was like, oh, you need to tide to do over before Sword and Shield comes out. Yeah. Temtem's out on Steam Early Access or whatever. Um, and it's pretty much, yeah, it's, it's Pokemon and MO, but I think it's um, 2v2 battles. Okay. And the, like, Temtem that you have, the, like, characters that you have can work together to fight the other two as well. So it's not just, like, a one-on-one battle. Like, even in Pokemon, like, the one-on-one uh, when you fight two on two, you're still doing your own thing. Like there's no like tandem attacks or anything like that. Um, and then there was another, I can't remember what it was, but there was like another aspect of like how they level up that I thought was cool. I think like you can choose different trees or something like that. Um, but uh, everything I saw was like, yeah, it's awesome. It's also very, very early access. Like there yeah. was like lots of loading issues. The online didn't work very well. Um like running into other trainers and stuff was funky, but um, knowing that it's coming to the PS5 is awesome, and I hope it'll be free. I don't know. Um, Does it cost anything on early access? I don't remember. I think I remember. I think it was free initially, um, but it. I mean, it could be past the point where now it's like alpha, so that like they charge money for it or something. Yeah, let me do, let me do a quick double check here on Steam. It's 
It's a random number. Yeah, well, that was that's what it showed in Google. Yeah, thirty-seven forty-nine. You can buy Temtem. Uh, it says, yeah, it's still early access, so you get access to start playing and get involved with the game as it develops. I did see lots of cool stuff about it. I watched a guy play it, and it looked nice. Um, it looked very something I would be into. Mm-hmm. And, and this is something that people have been clamoring for since Pokemon started. Well, like I guess since MMOs have started, because. They weren't really a thing when Pokemon started, but everyone wants a Pokemon MMO. Yeah. So once both things existed at the same time, people wanted them to get married. Yeah. And make a baby, so and that baby would be. Ish. Yeah. So this is like a ugly stepchild potentially. <laughs> we don't we don't know, having not played it. But yeah, so Temtem will be coming to PS5. No information uh, specifically about that, but um, that's cool because that gives you a chance to play it. Yeah, uh, I'm certainly interested. If and when you upgrade. Uh, next, we'll talk about Hood, Outlaws, and Legends, which is a gritty retelling of the Robin Hood story through 4v4 multiplayer gameplay, which does look kind of cool. Like, I legitimately do think this game looks cool. Um, they showed off a cinematic trailer for this, which is it's all about working together with your squad to loot and, you know, take from the rich and give to the poor. There's, you know, they they gave some details. Um, like I said, it's a 4v4 multiplayer game. Uh, you got to go through, steal property and land back from a corrupt authority known as the state. Um, it focuses on stealth kills, melee, bow and arrow combat, and magic. Um, it did say some things like, you know, chests are heavy, so you can only carry so much with you, and like you need to work together. So there's like a a focus on that multiplayer aspect and it's not just like it's four people and you're all on the same team and you're all running around doing your own thing like you got to help each other out you're you're a group so it's medieval payday i guess yeah i mean i didn't play payday but that i mean just from what little i know of it that does seem yeah i mean there was no versus payday was just for on like the heist like there was no enemy team or anything like that you were playing against the clock or you know if you (laughs) alerted the police the police um, but they also had like the like money bags are heavy, so like you can only carry one. Like, or yeah. if you had other people, you carry you know multiple. So it's it does seem like it's medieval payday with an enemy team, yeah, or opposing team, not necessarily enemy. Um, so that does look pretty cool. Uh, it is coming to PS5, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and PC. Um, so it is a multi-platform game. But... Not PS4. Uh, no, just because, remember, everything comes to Series X and Xbox One, because there's no reason to own a Series X <laughs> for some reason, um, as they continue to point out. Um, so it is coming to that as well. Um, so if you have other consoles, you're not left in the lurch. Uh, but I did think that looked cool, so I might give that a try if and when it comes out. Uh, we also got a trailer for Bug Snacks, which I was only half paying attention to, just because, I don't know, it looks fun. Like, it looks cute. But I don't really know that I'm into it, so I'm not really. This was made too by someone attention. important, wasn't it? Bug snacks. Yeah, it was like the team behind somebody. Oh, it's Octodad Deadliest. Oh catch. yeah, that's right. I was gonna say like it was behind some an, another kooky game. Yeah, uh, Octodad. Um, so yeah, I mean it's just more bugs and stuff, and basically they kind of showed off the the point of it is you're supposed to you know go out and set traps. So like they did show the gameplay, which looked kind of cool. Um, where you got to go and set traps and get these bugs to come so you can, so people can come back to snack, snackville bug, bug land. I forget what the name of the town is that <laughs> they want you to come to, um, snack attack. I, so I forget what that was called, but 
yeah, it looks fun, um, but nothing really that I'm too excited about. Um, one game I did think looked really cool was The Pathless, which I hadn't heard of before, which is uh, you're this girl who's like the greatest archer in the world, and you have an eagle friend, and it's an open world game that has no map, so you just kind of do your own thing in your own way. There's like a detective vision that can show you different things, but there's no like overworld map. Yeah. Um, the like the fighting and the bow and arrow stuff it's not about like aiming down the sights and shooting that way it's about timing your shot so you're always just like running and shooting these like little crystals that are floating in the air that gets you more ability to run so it makes you feel like i'm like an awesome archer as opposed to being like you're the greatest archer in the land now slowly steady your bow and try to shoot it because you're a novice in real life so like those games don't make you feel like a super powerful like archery badass where this one looks like it will um, and there's all different kinds of platforming aspects and uh, you got to free the rid the world of demons and bring light to the land and all these different you know generic open world ideas uh, but i did think it looked legitimately cool it just looks like an endless runner to me though like kind of it didn't look like a, a full title i mean this is just what that um Cyanar wild hearts game was so if you think that was cool, like just play Cyanar Wild Hearts. It looks exactly the same. Which one, Cyanar Wild Hearts? The one that came out on the Apple Arcade and the Switch, where like you're riding a motorcycle and it was like anime esque looking, mm. super colorful. Um, it got announced during one of the Switch, um, like directs. Dr- yeah, the yeah. Nintendo directs. Yeah, I don't remember it specifically, but I did think this one looked kind of fun. Um, it just looks like uh, Breath of the Wild, Sayonara, Wild Hearts. Yeah, but that's cool because it's an open world. Like it's more than just an endless runner because you can do whatever you want and go wherever you want. Um, so the open world aspect to it is cool, um, and the story looks like it could be you know pretty fun mm-hmm. and doing all those different things and there's puzzles to unlock and you know go through and find things. So I thought it looked pretty cool. It did look incredibly like fast paced and like neat. Yeah, but I just couldn't help but think like. Maybe this is a very forward experience. So, yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll see what that looks like as they give more information. Uh, after this, we have Anno Mutationem. I don't know how to pronounce that. It wasn't said in it. Uh, it looks like a side-scrolling platformer, Neo-Tokyo-style cyberpunk world, neon lights, and all these different things. Um, so I'm sure it'll be very story-focused as you, you know, run through these, you know, streets and different things blade runner um yeah kind of blade runner ask uh, but it, it looked like it could be fun if you like a 3d platformer um and i'm sure it'll be like i said very story heavy um so that could be something there uh there was a trailer for a game called genshin impact which I, i'm not gonna lie i just skipped right over because it was a <laughs> jrpg that i just have no interest in um so i don't know anything about this one did you see anything about genshin no. impact who's, do you know who's publishing it not a clue again skipped right over it just Fast forwarded right through the YouTube video. I was watching it on a on a time constraint. I was waiting for paint to dry, <laughs> and I and I thought I'd rather watch the paint dry than the trailer for Genshin Impact. So no, I don't know anything about it. That's not to say it couldn't be good, and that there aren't people out there who are super excited for it and will love it. Uh, it might be something that's right up your alley. No, it's just not up mine. It's an it's a uh, MMO. It's a like free to play MMO game. Oh, okay, brought to you by. Uh, Mihoyo, which is a um, mobile company that made uh, Gun Girls with a Z. (laughs) Gun Girls. So, no, I do not care. (laughs) There you go. 
Uh, there's a game called The Pedestrian, which looked kind of fun. It's a very much puzzle-focused uh, game where you basically have a character that you have to get from the start of the level to the end of the level, but the pieces of the level are all these little squares that you have to like move around. So like one of them, it was on a uh, like a workbench backdrop. And like you know the pegboards on workbenches. Yeah. So it's these uh, all the little squares were set up, and you basically have to move the squares around to the right order, and then draw a connecting line between the two of them, uh, like nodes on a you know whatever nodes are. Um, that <laughs> basically <Circuit> tells board. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That tells the character to go from this panel to this panel to this panel uh, to get them to the end of the level. Um, so that looked that looked like it could be a fun little puzzle game. What was this called? Uh, the Pedestrian. Oh, I know what this is. Uh, a dude. On... I just described it. No, uh, <laughs> a dude on Reddit made this and like was posting his like uh, in progress thing. Like one of them is like, um, like a, a desk at one point, and then he like goes out into like a uh, um, the sidewalk, and it's like all, um, yeah, it's like a draw your way to the or like connect your way to the next thing. Yeah, so this is, um, it's coming out on PS4. I think it's out on Steam now. Because um, I think initially he pitched it with, you were the um, dude on the, you were the pedestrian on the, like, pedestrian street sign. Yeah. That's, I think, how it starts. And so you're moving it around um, through there. But it looked That's uh, awesome, because yeah, I remember seeing this, fun. like, ages ago. And um, it's cool to know that, like, normal people... <laughs> Can can make a game and have it be published on a system. Um, you're talking about Reddit. I think you mean normies. I think you're, it's cool that normies can play this. Is that is that Reddit lingo? I did I say did I, I say it right? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't dive. I don't Reddit tour that deep. <laughs> did I did I do it right? Yeah, like because the the like street signs like yeah, that's like one of the the levels. Yeah, so I remember him posting like this video or she. I don't know. Um, but that's that's super cool because I remember seeing this and being like, "That's an awesome idea." Yeah, the pedestrian was created by Skookum Arts. So let's see what it's Skookum Arts. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that looks fun. So I'm uh, I'm down to give that a try when it comes out. Uh, there was a game called Auto Chess, which I couldn't really tell what was going on. There were so many characters. It didn't look like they were playing chess. It was just a bunch of monsters and. Um, it kind of looked like a tactics game almost, but not because they were still confined to what looked like a chessboard. Um, auto chess is a, uh, add on for Dota. Oh, that's why I understood none of it and it didn't look like anything. So yes, it is a, it's, it's strategy game, but I don't think it's actually chess. No. So it's Dota and chess mashed together. Huh. Okay. Uh, all right. After that, we, there's a game, and this one has some controversy attached to it, so I wanted to save it uh, till towards the end. It was called Aeon Must Die, which legitimately looked really cool. Uh, it's a, like, I think it's a beat-em-up or a fighting game, but it's very neon anime kind of inspired, so it actually, like, looked kind of cool. Um, Did you just say something anime looks cool? It's not, but see, it's not the kind of anime that I hate, which is most anime. This one, there's not, like, there's not faces, it's not people, it's like robotic i guess in nature you just gotta look at it it's yeah i mean I, I saw that like it's yeah. very polygonal which yeah is, polygonal yes or polygonal as i, I say i say polygonal <laughs> i've heard it both ways uh, I, th- I think polygonal is correct <laughs> i just said it wrong <laughs> yes it's very polygonal and uh like pointy and yeah yeah so i can understand that i'm just yeah no I, I i know why you said it uh <laughs> you're not wrong to have 
be taken aback by that. I mean, I did talk about playing Halo earlier today, so who knows? I could be a completely different oh person God, now. You're changing. I'm, I'm changing, changing before my eyes. And exactly. So I can understand your trepidation um, to be like, oh my God, what happened? Was he replaced with a scroll? We don't know. Um, <laughs> will you die and will I be able to play as you later on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I thought this game looked really cool. It does. Uh, but I don't know that either A, it ever will come out, uh, or B, if it should come out, should anybody play it? Because according to those that worked on the game, and I guess there's a huge Dropbox folder with a bunch of um, allegations and testimonials and evidence that... Uh, basically, the company that was making this, there was some kind of riff in the hierarchy of the company, and people who worked on the game like weren't paid for their work. There was super like epic crunch time, which is weird because the game doesn't like have a release date or it didn't up until recently. Um, and they're basically accusing the the publisher of stealing the game. So now there's like an IP dispute over who really owns this. Um, there's a lot to get into, and I like I haven't gone through all the research and everything yet um but basically the the thought is that people who worked on every shot of this trailer or game are no longer with the company holding the ip rights some were not even paid for their work this trailer has a pending conflict of ip the real ip for the game was stolen from the creators via foul play um so this all started after this game was put in the state of play a third party youtube account uploaded the same trailer with the description being basically everything going on with links to all this stuff so um i just found out this game existed earlier today because i didn't watch the state of play in real time um so i haven't really gone through any of the the nitty-gritty of it but it doesn't sound good like it kind of sounds like a real clusterfuck that i i don't think we've ever seen anything like this before um but one of the co-creators um and the former chief creative officer who helped found the studio alleges that another chief executive oversaw operations that failed to pay artists and properly staff the project leading to severe crunch time development um there was also scheming with another investor to take control of the studio and its ip um so there's a lot going on here um to their credit, Focus Home Interactive, the publishers of this game, uh, came out and said uh, that they praise and support all of their partner studios and the developers who compose the creative teams. They pride themselves on treating uh, their own employees and third-party developers fairly and respectfully, and that will not change. Focus Home Interactive was informed of serious allegations raised by some of the developers at Limestone Studios. Um, that is the, uh, the company from, I forget where they said oh estonia so the rare estonian based game (laughs) development company uh limestone who have worked on the creation of this video game aeon must die uh these grievances are directed at limestone their direct employer as the publisher of this video game focuses carefully looking into these allegations and will draw the necessary conclusions if they are proved to be well founded and then take all appropriate measures no further comment will be shared until we have a clearer and complete view on this matter so if it turns out that real fucked up shit happened behind the scenes, this game may just never come out or at least not for a while until they figure out who owes who money and who can do what. Um, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Cause I do think this game looks fun and would want to play it, but also wouldn't necessarily want to support a company who is accused of doing some of the things they're accused of doing in terms of just being a really bad employer and not, you know, giving support or money to the people who make this game. Yeah. Initially it just sounded to me like 
someone who got fired like like sour grapes yeah but then i guess they were also like evading taxes and stuff mm-hmm. which is shady to begin with um where someone said that they uh were paid cash underneath the table to avoid taxes and to ensure a broader budget so that's shady um i still i mean none of us really know what's going on um so it very much could be like you know they had they got fired and now they're you know pissed off about it because now this game's getting press um but the game looks neat yeah i you know crunch time is a thing that every company has in general like everyone's worked overtime before so yeah. who knows how much this is drawn out or what yeah so i i mean if you want to look into it more again i haven't we haven't had the time to pour over all the details and so i'm not gonna you know make a stance on this just because i don't have enough information but mm-hmm. um it is out there you can find it if you look for um the aeon must die like trailer on youtube uh, look for one that's not uploaded by limestone or focus or the state of play or sony um i, I don't know who the it is uh so you, you can search aeon must die original version truth in description from erkki poots erky poots uh, that has the Dropbox folder um, and explains that basically this, this game is being released under protests, I guess. So um, you can look that up there. Uh, ultimately, the state of play ended with a gameplay look at Godfall, which actually looked really cool. I didn't really know anything about Godfall up until this point. I don't think anyone did. I know it was part of the um, Game Awards where they just unveiled a, a bunch of stuff, uh, just like the game itself. And then I think it got shown off at the like ps5 game showcase just a little bit but this was like a 10 minute gameplay walkthrough that kind of went over some of the mechanics of it the weapons the combat the story uh and it looks pretty cool they called it a slash looter looter slasher looter looter slasher would make sense because looter shooter is the term yeah, so... Um, looter Sorter. Yeah, Looter Sorter. Looter Shielder. Yeah, Looter Stabber, um, where you've got, you know, long swords and double-handed broadswords and dual blades and all these different weapon classes that you can do. Um, and it looked, it looked fun. I mean, it just looks like a, you know, hack-and-slash loot-based game with progressions. And, and they didn't really go into the progression trees or the upgrade skills or anything like that, but uh, it looked kind of fun. It does uh, look very Dark Soulsy, but it's hard to compare anything, or it's hard not to compare anything that has this aesthetic with Dark Souls lately. Yeah, the one thing that I think sets it apart from a Souls like is they did say, and this is something that I like, which is the game rewards you for being aggressive and being very offensive focused. Where I feel like the Souls games reward you for parries and blocks and dodge rolls and a more defensive play style. This one seems like. It wants you to go on the attack more often. I mean, it and depends on your play style. What do you mean? Like, I mean, Sekiro is very defensive, but, like, you also have to be offensive to, to win. Well, yeah, but I feel like the focus is on parrying and blocking and dodging in the Souls games. Um, Whereas this is seems more them, yeah. action RPG, hack and slash, run and, you know, hit, rather than dodging and kind of being more on the defensive. Yeah, I think Bloodborne is more... Uh, more of like a action oriented rather than defense oriented because mm-hmm. like obviously this one that has guns and you know more melee weapons than anything else yeah um or uh opposite uh, range weapons. range weapons um so yes and no uh 
but the fact that this one like is more action oriented although they showed like a lot of stuff about the shield um and the, like that caught my eye the like because i'm more of a parry mm-hmm. person which is i mean bringing it back to tsushima like you can be playing it as an evader or you can be playing it as an attacker mm-hmm. um and i like the like stare down the blade you know aspect of that game but this looks, Godfall looks super cool. Yeah, I'm more interested now than I ever was in anything that they had shown before. Because I was like, oh, I'd, the name doesn't jump out at me. It looks kind of, it like it did kind of look Souls-like ripoff initially. But yeah. I think now watching the in-depth gameplay show of it, uh, I don't get that vibe from it as much. And so that gives me more uh, more interest in, in playing something like this. And obviously it'll be very story-focused. They talked a little bit about that and how, you know, you have to... There's going to be people that are trying to stop you along the way and varieties of enemies and all these different things, but um, looks to have some cool mechanics and I will probably end up trying this. Does it look like um, God of War to you? A little bit, especially when um, they showed off the dual blades Mm -hmm. because it very much looked like OG God of War with the, you know, the dual blades. Um, So the blades of chaos and whatnot. So um, that part did with the swords, less so, uh, but... I think I didn't uh, play the new God of War, so I don't. Well, the new God of War is uh, like more Thor based with the axe, uh, where you're throwing it. And oh yeah, that's right, I forgot. Um, as that. opposed to the Blades of Chaos, so um, that played a little bit differently. Uh, but yeah, it did kind of have that vibe to it, especially when they showed off the dual blades mm. uh, and some of the things you could do because you can throw out a blade and use it to grab and pull somebody back. So that very much is a God of War staple. So. Right. Uh, but I love God of War, so that's that's okay to me. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm down to to potentially give it a shot. Uh, so that was it for the state of play. Uh, but we'll continue with Sony stuff. Lightning round. Uh, they talked about what PS4 controllers will be able to do on the PlayStation Five this week, uh, where they basically said that um, the PlayStation Five will support PS4 controllers, but only for playing PS4 games. Now they had talked previously about how the PlayStation Five would support legacy peripherals meaning the PSVR, the Move controllers, and PS4 controllers, but there wasn't any kind of information about what that would look like. Many people were hoping that they could just keep their PS4 controllers and use that as a second-player controller for PS5 games. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case, as they, they kind of said that the PS5 is designed with the DualSense in mind, so games that are created for the PlayStation 5 will take advantage of the DualSense's capabilities, and therefore that would make playing those games with PS4 controllers either not the experience that you're looking for or just some of the things just straight up wouldn't work. Because the new adaptive like triggers and different you know button no, features like, and things... wouldn't know how to read it properly yeah, so it's it, either on or off. Yeah, so um, they did talk about that. Um, this kind of caused an uproar which I, I get why some people were upset, but also the precedent says that you should have expected this. And most of the the backlash was from um, people with disabilities who have to learn a whole new controller or figure out like based on their disability, can they even hold this controller? They don't know. Whereas like Xbox is supporting the adaptive controller going forward. Um, so therefore people can just use that to play series X games. They don't have to learn a whole new controller scheme. They don't have to find out if they can play with it or anything like that. Um, so like I get it from that standpoint of like inclusiveness, but at the same time, every other Sony platform console has come with a new controller and you couldn't use the old one. Right. So 
like the move controller is the only thing that's worked cross generationally. Um, so I'm not surprised in the slightest by this. So, um, I don't know, Dad, how do you feel about this? Are you surprised? Do you, does it matter to you all that much? I mean, I kind of expected the most or this to be the case. Um, because the, you know, it also seems like, yeah, this is expected, but at the same time, like, they probably said that when the PS4 controller came out, and they are like, oh, you're going to be able to use a trackpad for a lot of stuff, and, like, not a lot of the games use it. Yeah. Or, like, I mean, most games use it, but use it as a, like, map button. Mm-hmm. Like, swiping on it is not something that's used in pretty much any game except for first-party games. Yeah, Avengers triggers photo mode with it. Like when, like, Tsushima uses it frequently yeah. for, like, the, the wind and for a bunch of other stuff, but, like... I think I can't think of another game that's not a first-party game that uses it for a mechanic in that game other than opening the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yes, that seems like something that they would do, um, and the, like their excuse is that like you'll only be able to use the Dual Sense for PS5, but at the same time, you should have expected it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the triggers were one thing, but also the integrated microphone uh, and the haptic feedback technology that they're changing up with is is all going to play into your experience with PlayStation 5 games on the DualSense controller. Right, Um, but those are things that you could probably turn off in the game anyway. Like Potentially. So you could probably still use your PS4 controller. That's their way of like weaseling out of not making it happen yeah but at the same time like this was wholly to be expected oh Um, yeah for sure uh, in addition to that though they did confirm that officially licensed racing wheels arcade sticks uh, and flight sticks will work with ps5 games and supported ps4 games Um, so probably the new gran turismo you'll be able to use your old racing wheels Um, if you play uh, well i guess it's a ps4 game i was thinking about squadrons Um, but if there's like a new ace combat that comes out you'll probably be able to use officially licensed yeah uh, flight sticks, any new um, fighting games you'll be able to use. Um, the uh, Move motion controllers, the PlayStation VR aim controller will also work with supported PS uh, VR games on the PS5. So any new PS5 VR games that come out will be able to use those older controllers as well. Well, and they have to be backwards compatible as well. So yeah, using um, your the eye on the PS5. Yeah, because the the dual sense or yeah the dual sense doesn't have a light bar at the front to be able to use it, so you will have to use the PS4 right. controller for those VR games. Um, but I guess that would remain to see what PS5 VR games look like, because you can't if you can't play PS5 games with a PS4 controller, then what are you using? Will PS5 VR games only use move and aim controllers? I don't think they'll probably, it'll be like a case of they just make VR games. It's not on a system. It's just a PlayStation VR game. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a specific PS5 VR game, and it's just a PlayStation VR game. Yeah. Because the headset's still going to have the same resolution as anything else, so it's not like the you're getting extra processing power from a new system. It's just... Well, you would. You'd still... Because the, the system would still be able to process more. Like, you'd still get an increased processing power. The visuals might like look a little bit better but you're still using the same like display in the headset so it's not going to be a huge leap but it's the same thing of saying you know you're playing a ps4 game on a 1080 tv versus a ps3 game on a 1080 tv so you're still getting a better game even though the output display is the same um definition but i'm just saying like the the platform is still called psvr like yeah 
until they make PSVR 2 or whatever the next one will be called. Like, yeah. They'll still be accessible through your PS5, but I don't think that it's going to be a PS5 game. It's just going to be a PSVR game. Yeah. But whether or not you'll be able to play it on PS4, I, I don't. we don't know yet because there haven't yeah, been any yeah, I don't know if... specific PSVR PlayStation 5 games announced, at least that we know of. Because uh, Hitman, Hitman is 3? coming to both PS4 and PS5. Oh, it is? I believe so, yeah. Okay. So... So yeah, we'll uh, we'll see what that looks like. But you know, ultimately, this is not all that surprising. But it's still cool that the peripherals and things will work going forward. So that's cool. Yeah, because that would suck for. I mean, imagine like you're a professional fighting game player, and like you've been using this controller for what f- five years now, almost. Well, and I think so. Like the the Mortal Kombat stick that I have is a PS3 stick that works on PS4. So it's possible that may work on PS5 as well. Yeah. Which means that that's now two generations old, and it's a thing that I've been using since 2010 or 11. Yeah. It's a good thing, though, because, again, like if you're used to using this controller that you specifically bought that's not the controller intended to like play the game. Well, and those are typically more expensive, too, than a standard Well, that's what I was going to so. like, And customized, too. Yeah. Like, a lot of those fighting game controllers are made for that person or engineered yeah. for that person. Yeah. So, um... So yeah, there you go. That's what you'll be able to game with on your PlayStation 5 lightning round. Uh, last bit of PlayStation news. And this one caused quite the uproar. I both understand and don't understand, uh, but also, I guess, don't care because I'm I'm a PlayStation owner. So, nah, 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 nah. Uh, but lightning round, Spider-Man is confirmed to be in Square Enix's Marvel's Avengers, the game I talked about earlier playing on the beta. Uh, but he will be a Sony-exclusive character. Now, I totally get why people are mad. I really do. It sucks to have, like, exclusive characters on things for certain games. Um, the part where I'm like, I just kind of deal with it is, this isn't the first time that there's been exclusive characters on consoles. It's not even the first Marvel game that this has happened on. Like, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, I think 1 and 2 had Xbox-exclusive DLC characters that you could only get. Um, that also you had to pay for. Spider-Man will be a free character They also confirmed that this is the only exclusive character, so there will be no PC-exclusive character. There will be no Xbox-exclusive character. It's just Spider-Man, and it's just on PlayStation. Um, So, how how do you feel about this, John? My issue is that it's free. Um, I wouldn't care uh, if it was DLC that you had to pay for, but the fact that, like, everyone's paying the same price for the same game, but one console is getting more shit than the other is not cool like Hmm. and if also if xbox got its own exclusive character then i think that would be fine like if xbox microsoft came out and they're like yeah deadpool is like exclusive or something like that yeah Um, dr strange i mean it would be an avenger so yeah dr Dr. strange yeah Yeah. i I would i was just picking i was like the one you said not an avenger no i was correcting myself oh okay gotcha um but yeah if they said like dr strange is exclusive on the xbox Then, like, yeah, of course people are going to want to play Spider-Man and they only have an Xbox. Or people want to play as Doctor Strange and they only have a PS4. Um, but if it was free and each of them got that, that's fine. Like, Soul Calibur had exclusive characters that came with them yeah. per console. Yeah. But the fact that this is free means that everyone's paying the same price and one console family is getting less of a thing. But they're still getting... See, that's the thing. They're still getting the full game. They're still getting everything that the game wants. This is a bonus on top of that so 
Like I get, I, I guess I get it from that standpoint. But at the same time, I saw a lot of people that are like, I just don't think it's fair that I'm on Xbox and I can't play as my favorite character. I love Spider-Man. I like, I would love to play Spider-Man in this game. He's my favorite character. But at the same time, if he was your favorite character and you love Spider-Man and you're so bummed that you can't play as him, why didn't you buy a PlayStation 4 when Marvel Spider-Man came out last year or two years ago? People don't have $500 to throw out? I know, but that's the thing. Like, that was an entire game that you couldn't play. This is one extra character that you can't play, and now you're like, I'm not going to support anything. But it's the difference between having something that you couldn't get because you can't afford it and having something that is straight up just not given to you because of you still can't afford it access you still can't afford it it's the same like it's still a character locked to a system just the way that marvel spider-man was locked to the system like i but it's not it's it's an addition onto it i mean it'd be different like everyone's getting the same meal but you get dessert like well fuck you why like because i picked the right console <laughs> Yeah, because you sat in the red chair or like whatever. Like that's it's. I understand every aspect of this. I think it's stupid, and I own both systems. Like, if if Microsoft got its own character, sweet. Or if it was not something that was free, then okay. Like, you have to pay for it, so it's not even. You know, the same aspect or the same price you pay is not the. You, you get more for one than you do for the other, and mm. you're still paying $60. Yeah, but like at the same time, if you want to use the dinner analogy, it's like you have someone's like, you know, membership card, so you get a free dessert. When like we both went and we both bought the value menu, but because you, you know, bought a loyalty card, you get it's an extra dessert. It's not a perfect dessert. analogy. It's not a perfect analogy, but it's still like you're not necessarily entitled to something just because another person got it. Like it's, I don't know, I just don't. Yeah, because you have a PS4, and, that's, the thing, and like, that's like something you want. Like I've been on the other side of this, where like if I, I have both, so I don't really. I mean, and I'm not playing the game, so I don't personally yeah. care. But I do think it's bullshit. But like, there, but there are games that are like timed exclusive. I'm not going to be in an uproar. Like I'm never going to say. But this isn't a timed exclusive. Timed exclusive at least means that you're getting it. But we don't know that it's a timed exclusive. We don't know. They just said he's coming to PlayStation sometime in 2021. They didn't say anything about. It's never coming anywhere else. They just said it's coming. But it's the same thing of like, if you had an Xbox and you got Tomb Raider a year before everybody else, it would be like saying, well, I'm not going to buy Tomb Raider on PlayStation because Xbox got it first. That's not fair. I think that's a different thing. Why? You both both got... But that's the thing. You both paid the same amount of money for it and one person just got to play it a year earlier. If they said that this came out on uh, Xbox next year, I would spin my i would say that that's fine oh yeah i'm not saying you have to change your mind i'm but just I saying why think i think this it's is stupid i i just think it's a lot of like i don't know because there are people that are like i'm not gonna play the game now because i can't play a spider-man and i'm like okay that's silly if you wanted to play this game up until tuesday when they said spider-man's coming and now you're just not going to because somebody else gets a character that you don't i think it's kind of silly i think it's they're not supporting a company that doesn't want to support them but that's not that's not the case. There are they're not supporting a company, and that company is Sony. Sony's the one that's calling the shot. They're the one that's saying you can have access to a character that we own most of the rights to, from movies and games and all these different things. Like I'm sure their deal with uh, Marvel and Disney to make Marvel Spider-Man the game probably gave them some kind of exclusivity thing that they're only allowing people on play. They could be cool and they could play ball and say everybody gets it, but they're flexing their weird rights issue for this and that's 
Like that's their thing. So you're not supporting you're like you're punishing Square Enix for Sony being a dick, well, which I yeah, don't think for, is necessarily for opting fair. Opting into choosing one side over the other. Yeah, I don't know. Like I like I get why people are mad. I just think that it's the length in which they've gone to express their outrage is a little a little much. It's like if you love Spider-Man that much then you would have had a PlayStation already and you would have gotten I mean, outrage on the internet is already blown out of proportion to yeah, begin with, exactly. but I can understand the reason and I agree with that. I think it's fucking stupid. Well, I'm going to continue playing Spider-Man in Marvel's Avengers and I can't wait. I know. I mean, it's going to be great. I'm not going to play the game anyway. So again, I don't really care in that aspect, but I just, I do think it's stupid. Yeah. I mean, like if the the shoe was on the other foot and there was a character and Spider-Man was on Xbox, I'd be like, well, that sucks. But like, I wouldn't not get the game. I feel like the boycott of the game is the silly part. I mean, that's the way that people react to anything these days. Yeah. Um, So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see how many people stick to their guns or post in six months how much they're loving marvel's avengers even though they swore off in august that they were never going to play it. i mean the people who are saying that they're not going to buy it is mostly the people who probably weren't going to buy it to begin with probably fair um all right lightning round uh from one superhero game to another uh we got official confirmation this week uh that rocksteady's newest game uh is in fact a suicide squad game um, they confirmed in a tweet that said target locked hashtag DC fandom August 22nd hashtag suicide squad game. Um, so all they in, in addition to that, there was a photo with the suicide squad crosshair logo on the head uh, back of the head of a Superman. So this very much looks like it is a suicide squad kills the Justice League suicide squad versus the Justice League um, style game. The, the DC fandom that they reference in the hashtag is DC's upcoming um, big fan event, their version of a Comic-Con panel, essentially, where they're going through everything that they have to talk about. So there's comics, movies, TV shows, video games, everything DC that you can get your, your mitts on is going to be. Uh, as part of this DC fandom thing on the 22nd. So Your we'll probably get, on. yeah, so we'll probably get, um, first real look at it. I don't know if that'll just be cinematic, if it'll be gameplay. Um, uh, we won't really know much, uh, until that time. I don't think, I'm sure there'll be leaks up until that point that we'll be able to talk about. And I'm sure that we'll also probably get the court of owls, uh, WB Montreal game news. So we'll see, um, what that looks like. Uh, does this excite you at all? No. I don't. I don't care about Suicide Squad or the Justice League. Like, <clears throat> they're two not. They're two like groups of characters that I don't really care about. Hmm. Um, the logo's super cool though. I like the like C. Also looks like the U because it's in the crosshairs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I still think that this is that hero shooter that they or not shooter but like hero based game that everyone had talked about ages ago. Um, and if that's the case, then even more don't care about it. I think hero-based uh, competitive games are already too many to begin with. Yeah, I don't know. This will be a hero-based like competitive game. I feel like this will, given Rocksteady's previous game history, obviously with the Arkham games, I think this will be more of a story-based, like single slash multiplayer, like co-op as opposed to competitive. There probably will be a competitive aspect to it where yeah. there's. You know, one team is the Suicide Squad and one team is the Justice League. Um, but I feel like the core game is probably going to be more narrative based. At least that's what I would be hoping for in this. Um, there's also no indication necessarily because it just says Suicide Squad game. 
if you're playing as the Suicide Squad characters or you're playing as the Justice League, I would think there's probably a mix where like some levels will be Suicide Squad and some will be Justice League members just because I feel like the Justice League is the bigger name draw here. Where it, it would really suck if you got a game that has Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and all these things, and you don't get to play as any of them. Well, that's why I think it's a, a going with what they, they said before, that it's a hero-based thing. So you're either the Suicide Squad or the Justice League. I mean, you're either a character on the Suicide Squad yeah. or a character on the Justice League. Yeah. Um, but Superman's like my least favorite super anything. Hmm. So <laughs> any game that Superman's in, I just, I can't, I can't do it. Well, that's that's fair. All games with Superman in it are garbage, except for Injustice. Well, and just Superman in general. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't like Superman. Like, it's just not a super hero or like a power set or anything like that that I find entertaining. Um, so, I will be interested to see what comes of it. Mm-hmm. But regardless of what it is, it's two things I don't like together. Um, I hope that people who like Suicide Squad or the Justice League, it's something for them, especially since Rocksteady has had a library of great games. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just not anything I have an affinity for. Yeah, I don't really care too much about the Suicide Squad. and There's no real characters on there that I'm like, oh, yes, finally, they're going to get their due in video games. Right. Um, but I just like Rocksteady's output of DC games. So um, I think either way, unless it's an Overwatch clone or something like that, that's kind of what I'm thinking it's going to be. Then I probably won't get it. But if it's narrative in any way, which I'm hoping and thinking it will be, then then I'm probably in for this. Yeah. Because, again, even if it's a thing I'm not 100% on board with, it's characters in a world that I like, so I'll probably play it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. On the uh, the 22nd, uh, when they go over all DC things at DC's FanDome event, uh, lightning round. We'll stick with Warner Brothers gaming news because uh, this week it looks like it's kind of counterintuitive to the rumor that we've seen in recent weeks that Warner Brothers Interactive was up for sale. So this is the part of the Warner Media Company that includes Rocksteady, NetherRealm, uh, all these other game. I think Traveler's Tales. Yeah. All these other studios that are part of the Warner Brothers Interactive. Um, they. There was an invest, I believe, an investor letter sent out. A statement from Warner Media CEO Jason Kilar um, was sent out as an organizational update on Friday. Um, so in the letter, it says that Warner Brothers Interactive remains part of the studios and networks group. Uh, when speaking with Deadline after this, he said, we have a very strong interactive team of about 2,000 software developers that tell interactive stories. The opportunity to go global with that is very, very big as well. So um, that doesn't mean that it's not up for sale still. It doesn't mean that if the right buyer came along, they wouldn't sell it in like on a dime. But um, that does at least show that there is some commitment in the near future to uh, these studios, these groups of you know developers, and these games that are that they're making. Um, I mean, at the very least, you've got a Suicide Squad game coming from one of them. You most likely, have a Batman one coming from another one of them. WB Montreal. So you'd think that through the release of both of these games, they probably would hold off selling them just because they would want to make sure to get everything that could come to them in these high-profile games that are coming out. But that doesn't mean it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could be sold in the future. Yeah, they might wait to like release these and then be like, oh yeah, we were also talking with other companies and now we're going to sell to you know, Activision or EA or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, that will mm-hmm. remain to be seen what that looks like. But it seems for now, at the very least, uh, they are committed to continuing to hold Warner Interactive within the larger Warner Media family. Um, so that's just an update to that rumor. Lightning round. Something terrible happened to me, John, on Monday. I know you were aware of it because you were the one that alerted me to it. And I was very, very sad. Uh, oh. I was like, what did I do? <laughs> exactly. What did you do? No, uh, we talked about it last week uh, yeah. in the lead up to Monday um, that the Analog Pocket was going on sale. It was going up for pre-order, 11 a.m. You uh, warned people not to buy a black one? I warned people not to buy a black one because that's the one I wanted. I specifically said it on this podcast that gets tens of listeners. Um, and apparently they did not listen because the Analog Pocket sold out in minutes i think it was like eight minutes is the number that i saw most repeated i just saw under 15 yeah something like that um people um were complaining that it most likely was bots having to do with this unfortunately like my work was just incredibly busy all week so when 11 a.m came i was not prepared to be there and checking out yeah. to purchase this all i wanted was the system i didn't want link cables i didn't want the accessories i didn't want any of these other things um but they sold out in like eight minutes, you know, under 15 at the very least. Um, people were, there was also a whole host of issues with checking out where people put all the items in their cart, then they went to check out, and then it kind of buffered on calculating shipping depending on where you lived. If you, from what I read in like tweets and things, if you had refreshed in that time period, it would go through. But if you didn't refresh, which most people wouldn't, for fear of losing the progress or right. losing their place in line, so to speak. Um, then it just took forever to keep loading. And then eventually, if and when it did, uh, you were told some of the items in your cart have sold out. They're no longer available. Please try again. Check out. So like, you could check out with the adapters. You could check out with the link cables. But what's the point if you don't have the system? Um, so there was all kinds of issues on top of people assuming that bots, which has been a whole big thing in online commerce as of late, um, it was a big thing in ticketing for a while, but obviously with no concerts or sporting events going on, I feel like the, the bot community just focused, uh, shifted their focus to video games and collectibles. Cause yeah. like the toy market's been ravaged with it as well. Yeah. I can't um, get that Kenny figure. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's been, it's been a real bummer for me these last couple of weeks with, with regards to, to yeah. bots purchasing collectibles that I want. Um, so it's been a very, very sad time. But uh, Analog, to their credit, did come out and say that um, they're looking into the issues that happened. They're very sorry for those that didn't get them. Um, this was just an initial pre-order. There will be more devices made available at a later date. Um, I think as of right now, you can still just buy the Mega SG, which was their last console that they did. So it's... It's not like they're just going to be like, that's it, we're done. You're never going to be able to get this again. These are for collectors and diehards, but they're not strictly collectibles, I wouldn't say. Like, these aren't a limited run kind of thing where no. it's just, there's only a thousand made and that's it. Um, a lot of people, myself included, and I I get, you know, both sides of it, where it, it is a pandemic going on around the world. So production is going to obviously have a wrench thrown into it. But at the same time, these are pre-orders. I, you could change the timetable of when you could get them, but just make pre-orders available for everyone and then just make the number of systems that people want. Maybe you can't guarantee the May date, but 
you can at least continue to update people as they go on and say, like, we're sending them out in waves. So you may not get yours in May, but you might get it in June or July or August of next year. But then at least you know you're guaranteed one. Right now, I don't know if I'll ever be able to get one because I don't know if and when they'll go back on sale again, if it'll be a pre-order thing, if I'll just have to wait until the day they come out and then that allocation may get sold out super quickly. I don't know. Um, so I wish there was a like a standard pre-order thing because just then make the number that of people that pre-ordered. Like, that My seems guess simple is this enough, is but... like their way of not having a Kickstarter. Like by pre-ordering, it means that like they have, you know, 700 that they'll hope that they sell and then now that they have the money for that 700 they're like okay now we can actually go and make those that's the thing like i would take getting charged right now to know that they have the money to make mine so i I don't know how charges were going out if they were getting charged at the moment that you purchased it or if you get charged when it ships because sometimes pre-orders work both ways um but honestly i would take getting charged right now because that's the thing like i know i have the money for it right now who knows what i'll no in may or june or july right. of next year um so i was kind of bummed that was a really sad monday my guess is they're gonna i mean this is what they did with the other consoles it's like the, the i even warned you like the pre-order sold out and then like six months later they were just available yeah so like so that's, that's what i'm hoping is that's that kind of what i figure is going to happen um i'm hoping that they will just be regularly available and i won't have to fight and everything and I think to make matters worse, a lot of people were pissed that scalpers were already putting them up for five, $600 on eBay, which is crazy because you can't pre-order, you can't list pre-order items on eBay because you have to ship within 30 days of purchase. So if it's not coming out till May of next year, that's an invalid listing. So, uh, but again, those people could just really? sit on it. Yeah, there's like rules to pre-order listings and speculative listing because technically you're selling something you don't have. Like, cause you could sell something on eBay and then they're like, oh yeah, it's a pre-order for next May and something could happen. They could go to charge your card in May and it gets declined and your order gets canceled. Now you've fucked over the person on eBay uh, who bought it from you. So it's like a whole host of issues. That My guess is that's make. what they're hoping for anyway. If you got $600 to dump on something then you probably won't miss it when it's gone. Yeah. So they're like, oh, yeah, sorry, we didn't get it. And then like, they're like, can you process my payment back? Mm, okay. Yeah. So, but... So that, I think, made things a lot worse for people that this just wasn't uh, yeah. available. So I was bummed, um, but Analog seems to understand that people kind of got boned uh, in this situation because they were just inundated with tweets of like, had it in my cart, was calculating shipping for five minutes, and then I was gone. I hate that aspect of online shopping. Like, Where it's st- in your cart, but it's not yours. Yeah, imagine if this was a real store, like, and you're, you've got something physically in your cart, you're walking to go check it out, and then someone just takes it out of your cart. Yeah, I I get that part of it, and it like that's the point of a shopping cart. Well, and that's the the analogy makes sense, but at the same time, like I could leave something in my cart and come back to it three weeks later. I, it wouldn't work in a regular store. I couldn't put something in a shopping cart and then be like, "That's mine. Nobody touch it." I'm gonna go to all the other stores and then come back. But, but this they one's mine. It's like, in my cart. What ticketing companies do, where like you put something in your cart, and you have you got like five minutes, forty five minutes, or whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like depending on how hot the tickets are, but you have a certain amount of time. Bef- Typically, it's like five to eight minutes, but each step of the way can it give you a new. Yeah, it yeah, gives yeah. you a new refresh of time. Um, yeah, I mean that probably would have been better in this. Um, from what I saw, it looks like they were using Shopify which is uh, like an online e-commerce platform that has had issues a lot when inundated with multiple orders. Like the figures that I've been trying to track down are NECA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures that when they put them up on their site for sale, 
that was also a Shopify-based account. And just like the attack of people trying to all purchase at the same time just like bogs the system down and nobody can get anything done. Um, so I think that contributed to it. But to their credit, they acknowledged that there was a problem that people want that there's a demand for these things so i think they will be more readily available in the future it just sucks not knowing if and when i will get that um thankfully though it was it was only me joe was able to get his which i'm glad for because if only one of us can get it i'm glad it was him because that's more his thing than it is mine he has all the other analog systems this was only the first one i wanted because game boy is like my thing um but he was able to get that, all the adapters, everything. So he got the clear case. So he's good to go. He's all set up. Um, so I am glad for him that he was able to get that because I would have felt really bad if I had gotten it and he was like had an issue. Or right. Was left if it was the other way around. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I was like, I'm super happy for you, but like really, really jealous too. So like, <laughs> you're going to have to let me play with it when it comes out while I wait for mine to maybe come at some point. So. Putting a, a different spin on it, maybe they do this on purpose because there wouldn't have been a news article about it selling out. If it didn't yeah. sell out. I mean, that's always the, the you know, conspiracy theory, the online thing. That's what the... Bad press is good press. The toy system has been. But the problem is, is that, like, if it happens too much, which thankfully this is just one instance of it. But if you start to do this too much, people will lose faith in the company. Because that's what I'm seeing in the toy realm of people being like, well, fuck it. I'm just not going to buy any of your shit now because I can't get it. And I'm not... It's not worth the hoops I got to jump through. Um, but this is the first time that it's happened. For I them, think the so. SNES sold out, but it didn't sell out that fast. The no. Super NT. Yeah. Um, and it's not the sellout part. It's the time part. It's the eight minutes of like, and the, like the back end issues of it would took forever to calculate shipping costs. So people were just boned. Yeah. So it's, it's more that part of it, which that is not on analog. So that's where I take the conspiracy theory out of it is, that's a Shopify problem from everything I've seen trying to purchase things from a Shopify based platform in recent weeks. And maybe Shopify won't let people have uh, unlimited pre-orders either too. You know what I mean? No, I, I mean, like yeah, you might, have, you might have to put it in a quantity. Yeah. I don't know. I would, no, that's not the case. Cause the, one of the NECA things is, wasn't, oh, I was open for a week and they just took as much pre-orders as they could like take. So, oh. um, but yeah, Hopefully, I'll be able to get one in the future. Uh, Lightning round, something you'll all be able to get in the future should you want it, is Pikmin 3 for the Nintendo Switch. Again. Yeah. No, it's the first time it's for the Nintendo Switch. Pikmin 3 again. Yes. Uh, Pikmin 3 Deluxe is coming out on October the 30th. Uh, it will include the uh, the base game, all of the original game DLC, um, as well as be playable in co-op for the whole story mode and include new side story missions that can also be played in co-op. Um, so all of the mission mode DLC from the first one will be there. Um, the regular game, it'll now all be playable co-op. So um, that's what makes it deluxe for this version of the game. Uh, it will follow suit with all other deluxe versions of Wii U games, be $60, uh, include all these extra bonus features. I never was a Pikmin fan, yeah. um, but that's cool for people who didn't get a Wii U, which is most people uh, that now have a Switch. So, And the, the co-op part is cool too. Um, the one downside to this is they, uh, I, I mean, I guess downside is they took the original Pikmin 3 off of the Wii U store. So you can't, go back now and be like oh pikmin 3 i never did pick that up i'm gonna go buy it on wii u for 20 bucks or whatever and skip the deluxe edition because they want you to force you to buy the deluxe edition now but if you didn't buy pikmin 3 by now you weren't gonna you weren't going to no but it, it it's still this a shady thing to do yeah but i mean it does make sense 
but and it's it is still a, just a shitty thing. <laughs> well, it's still available physically. It's not like it was only available digitally to begin with. No. So if you really wanted it, you could track it down physically probably somewhere. If places have Wii U games. But, I mean, you know, secondhand stores and things. Like, I can't imagine this is a game that's like $80 at a used video game store. Maybe it will be now because you can't get it digitally. Yeah. But, I mean, ultimately you'll then be able to get it for 60 So you're if paying you no more than $60. <laughs> If you own a Switch to be able to play this game. Um, were you ever a Pikmin fan? No, I tried the first one. It just wasn't a thing I liked. It's a weird type of game. I mm. mean, it's a very unique game and there are people who love it. Um, but it just didn't strike my fancy. Mm. I like Olimar and Smash Brothers, but that's the extent of it. Well, I like when it first came out. Um, this was a regular Wii game, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like pre-ordered a Wii and I was like super stoked for it when it came out and then like oh, the first wave of games was not that great and then it turned into the you know grandma system um so i played and it grandpa and they grandpa both played system. it yes the the geriatric system mm-hmm. um so i i played it because i was excited for like all the launch stuff and then i just it never did anything for me hmm. uh so yeah so october the 30th you'll be able to play that and all i gotta say to nintendo is where is my mario collection god damn it <laughs> Stop announcing other games. Give me what I want. When's the Mario 35th thing coming out? It happened. I don't know. I think it's already time. It should have. We should have gotten it. I want it now. We're running out of time. It's this year, guys. And I know pandemic messed things up, but at least tell me it's coming. Even if it has to be next year. Just tell me it's real. I don't want that rumor to be not real. It, that would it, make me so sad. It's, it's fading towards not real. <laughs> you know. Stop announcing other things, Nintendo. Just give me, give me what I want. <laughs> I will pay all the monies. Make deluxe All editions $60. of those. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll pay it. I want it. I need a, I need a win here. I need a victory. I need a gaming win. You have a gaming win. It's Spider-Man. That's true. Ha, ah, I win. <laughs> it's a slight win. I want a bigger one. I want a one where I get a Mario games. All the Mario games. Uh, a Mario games. <laughs> I get all the Mario games. Uh, all right. Did I miss anything for the lightning round? Not lightning round for this week. Not that I can think of. All right. Well, that'll do it then for the lightning round. Not lightning round, which will do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, so let us know what you thought of Sony's state of play. What game was most exciting for you? That's coming out on the PlayStation family of consoles. Uh, Are you sad or understanding about the PlayStation 4 compatibility uh, for controllers on the PlayStation 5? Uh, How do you feel about Spider-Man and Marvel's Avengers? Are you understanding? Are you butthurt? Are you still going to play it? Are you boycotting everything uh, related to this game and Sony? Uh, Are you excited about a Suicide Squad game? And what kind of game do you want to see tell that story? Uh, Do you think ultimately Warner Brothers Interactive will be sold or not? Did you get an analog pocket? And if so, give me your black one. I told you not to buy it. Uh, That one was mine. What if it's white? No. No, because it's a handheld. It's going to get all dirty. Even if someone was like, yeah, I'll give it to you. If they'll just give it to me, then fine. But if I got to like pay face value for it, no, I don't want it. I want a black one. And I told you not. I told them not to buy it. They didn't listen. I needed them to listen because I wanted it. <laughs> um, so let us know if you got one or if you're planning on getting one uh, when they become available again because they will become available again. But again, don't buy my black one. Just don't. It's mine. Uh, and are you getting Pikmin 3 Deluxe for your Nintendo Switch? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, But once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast, Gamescast, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening. Wash your hands.